The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Sneakers and Cleats. The podcast. Welcome back to the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. It is Thursday, February 8th. This is episode 74. Don Harris, Chuck McIntyre, Matt Roy here bringing you some 30 minutes of uh, big game preview, pretty much. Um, guys, you uh, are having a busy day with the Super Bowl of Caring. You want to give me 30 seconds to a minute about that, real quick? We got a got San Antonio Food Bank, the beneficiary of Tackle Hunger's Super Bowl of Caring initiative. Telethon all day on News 4 and on KABB and try to raise $58,000 to battle food insecurity in San Antonio. I will edit the number and put the number right here. for 210-366-1434. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Um, $1. $1 gets you seven meals. So if it. you donate $1, you're going to feed seven people. That's awesome. For the moment. Yep. One of the best things we do here at News 4 and Fox 29 Sinclair, San Antonio. So figured we'd get that in right at the beginning. We'll do it right again at the end as well, because why not? Uh, as always, we start with our number game, 74. Some offensive linemen come to mind, but when I think of 74, I think of Ali Frazier, number two. It's the one the in lost fight. The lost fight. The one in between the Thrilla and Manila in the fight of the century. January 28th. 1974, unanimous for Muhammad Ali. Then later in the year, he went on to win the Rumble in the Jungle against George Foreman. So I think of Muhammad Ali when I think of 1974. When I think of 1974. When I think of 74, it's Bob Lilly. Yeah, I have him down as well. Yeah. Bob Tiger Lilly, longtime cowboy in the 60s and 70s. Mr. Cowboy. And you keep going on your list there, big fella. I got uh, Joe Staley. I got Kenley Jansen. I got Bruce Matthews down here. It has to be Kenley Jansen, doesn't it? No, I don't. I think of Bruce Matthews too. Like, if I'm thinking of a player for '74, I think of Bruce Matthews. He's in the league for what 19 years. But there's probably a reason why Kenley Jansen had '74 because nobody thought Kenley Jansen would ever turn out to be Kenley Jansen, a position player, and then turns out to be for a pretty good stretch one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah, he started as a catcher, right? Yep. Catcher in the Dodger system. I don't know uh, if it was in the Dodgers system, but that's where he, he started. started as a catcher. So also in night, never heard of him. Right Kenley now. Jansen? Till right this moment. What? He plays for the, Never Red, heard plays of for the Red Sox right now. He was a longtime closer for the Don's Dodgers. Don's playing hard to get. Oh, come on. He's probably he's one No, of the... I'm serious. I, 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 you know, I'm a fringe baseball fan, but I, I, I follow baseball a little bit, but I had never heard of him. He's one of the preeminent closers of my generation. Right now. Right right now. He's he's on the back half of his career. He's okay. he's running out, but one of the preeminent Who's closers. Who's he play for? He's on the Red Sox right now, but he was a Brave before this, and then but he's known as a Dodger. Huh. Um, also in 1974, Dolphins beat the Vikings in Super Bowl 8, 24 to 7. April 8th, 1974. Wait, Hank, you know where that Super Bowl was played? Uh I saw it earlier, but it's not I didn't put it down. Houston? Rice Stadium in that's Houston, Texas. It, that's what it was. Uh April 8th, right at the beginning of the season, Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run passing Babe Ruth for the most all time, and he is still the home run king in my eyes. Um A's beat the Dodgers four to one to win the Major League Baseball World Series, and the Celtics beat the Bucks to win the NBA title. I think that was a uh 
4-3 series. So. Good memories of the hammer hitting that 7-15 dinger. Man, I never forget. I was out to eat with my parents. I was nine years old, and I was just begging them to get us home. Get me home so I could turn it turn on that game. So my story was my dad said, you're going to bed, but I will wake you up every time he comes to it bad. So I went to bed thinking there's no way he's going to deliver the goods, but I had a transistor radio under my pillow. So special. I was listening to it. So when the hammer came up to bat, I had to act like I was sleeping because my dad goes, all right, come on, get up. He's up. And sure enough, he hit the dinger and got to see it in person. Got to see it as it happened. So that was pretty cool. So back when there were only three channels, Vin Scully on the call. And also... Craig Sager waiting for him at home plate. Right. But who was... Uh, was he really? The guy yeah. that was with the Astros forever. 19 years old. I didn't think Craig Sager was around that long. He was 19. Doing I, didn't radio. Know that. I didn't know that. Also, the guy that did the Astros games forever Milo on Hamilton. Milo, yes. Milo was on the call, too. Yeah, Milo was bra- doing Braves radio at the time. Well, that's probably... Like- one of the biggest things to happen before, like when TV was really becoming prominent and things were still on tape delay and all that stuff, that's probably one of the biggest things to happen on TV. And like, God, it's so big. It, yeah. The lead up was so big. Channel, out- with channels being like broken into for the, for his at bats and stuff. That I can't recall, but I mean, it was on. It was on one of the national three, television, like so I doubt anybody's able to like break in with that. I was so. just wondering because it, it was uh, when, when Barry Bonds was doing it, they were breaking in on every at bat because he was close to breaking Hank Aaron. Yeah. He was close to break, breaking. Yeah, Bruce but this Bruce was the dark ages stuff. we're talking about right. here, the <laughs> middle ages at least. <laughs> Who threw the ball? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's a good one. Dodger pitcher Al Downing. Ken- Kenley Jansen. Al Downing. <laughs> Al Downing. Who caught the ball? I don't know, but I know. remember Bill Buckner tried to climb the wall, trying to make sure it didn't go over, but no chance, Billy Buck. Tom House, for, former Rangers really? pitching coach, oh, yeah. was, in the, was in the bullpen, and he caught the ball. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to a uh, big game preview here. San Francisco and Kansas City. I'm going to try not to use trademark terms as much as possible in this in this podcast. It's not, a, it, it's not sold. We can use it. Can we? Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, you're right, because it's not the it's podcast not isn't sold. sold. All right, so Super Bowl preview. Here we go. Niners and uh and Chiefs. First and foremost, I wanted to ask you guys, because I loved our story time last time. I'm gonna ask you kind of ask you guys about some more stories as we get into the dog days of summer and all that stuff. You guys have covered a lot of Super Bowls in your lifetimes. What's the what's your favorite one that you've covered first? And two, what's your favorite Super Bowl story? Chuck, I'll start with you. My favorite Super Bowl story is twenty ten. Packers, Steelers, Arlington, horrible week of weather during the buildup to the game. The worst weather that they'd ever had that time of year, at least in recent memory, with roads being frozen over. It was hard to get around. There were events in Fort Worth, events all over Dallas, players all over the place that we had to go get interviews. But it was cool because I, being a Packer fan, and our great photographer, Jack Green, being a Steelers fan, it was kind of cool. We were around (laughs) our teams for the whole week. The night before the Super Bowl, I got food poisoning. And I remember calling Keith McMahon at 5 in the morning saying, well, dude, how many times have I called in sick in my decades doing this? He goes, I don't recall any. I said, well, you know I'm sick, but there is no way I can leave the room because of what's happening out of every orifice. (laughs) Yes, however you want to slug it. (laughs) Luckily, I hydrated enough. My brother, who was in town for a Dell Computers event, because there were no more taxis, no more services running around 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, my brother was already going to go to the Super Bowl. He goes, look, I'll come and get you. 
and then drop you off. And man, I really didn't feel great, but I had ended up walking about two miles. And of course, by then it was hot enough outside to be sweating a little bit. I just remember thinking, why am I here? And luckily my body behaved the rest of the game. I only had to make one trip to the bathroom and then the Packers were able to keep Big Ben out of the end zone on that last drive, down six, under two to go. Big Ben rallies his team the year before to win the Super Bowl. I was convinced he was going to do it again, and I was thinking, this is going to be the worst day ever that I have to watch this in person. But nope, it was a quick three and out. <clears throat> Packers hoist the Super, Bowl, the Super Bowl trophy, and that's my best Super Bowl. Story. 2010 Super Bowl, also known as the Chuck McAtinick flu game. <laughs> I've got a, a, a kind of a similar story. I got to cover three Cowboys uh, winning Super Bowls, so that was always a thrill. Uh, but the last Super Bowl I went to was in 2018 in Minneapolis where I had a miserable week. The high all week was minus four. <laughs> and we were freezing our tails off. Who played in that Super Bowl? I, I, I blank on them. Eagles? Yeah. It was, was it yeah, Eagles-Patriots? Eagles-Patriots. Yeah. It was the Philly Special Super Bowl. Uh, this is a long story. I'll make it short. Um, my son was working for the New Orleans Pelicans. And they were on a road trip, and they were in Oklahoma City, and then they were flying to Minneapolis. I didn't know this. We had already been out there five or six days. Mm-hmm. He calls me on, like, Friday and says, Dad, I didn't realize this. We're in Minneapolis tomorrow, and um, would you want to go to the game? So Chancellor was on the trip with me, and so I said, Dave, do you mind doing the 10 so I can go see my kid? He said, no problem. So my kid calls me. uh he says, uh, you'll have a ticket at will call. So I go down to the lobby. I call the Uber. The, I punch it in. The Uber's coming to pick me up. My son calls me, doesn't call me. He texts me and says, don't come to the game. Go to this hospital. They're taking me to the hospital. It's like, what? Why? He goes, something's wrong with my arm. Okay. So I get to the emergency room. He comes in with the Minnesota Timberwolves team doctor and his right arm is completely blown up, swollen. Long story short, he had a blood clot uh, because of a uh, thoracic outlet syndrome. He had been lifting weights, and his collarbone pinched down onto his ner- onto his vessel that returns the blood back to the heart. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So long story short, uh, he eventually had to have surgery and have a rib removed and all that. But while we're there, I spend the night with him in the ICU, sleeping in a chair and dealing with the Pelicans organization who had played Saturday night and were flying out Sunday. And the doctor said, there's no reason for you to stay in Minnesota. You can get the surgery. In, in. So anyway, he got booked on a flight to New Orleans. I get him out. We both leave the hospital at about 3.30 in the afternoon. Super Bowl Sunday, Jack Green, David Chancellor, Darius all got up at 10 a.m. to go to the Super Bowl to wait in those three-hour security lines with the dogs and all that. I take an Uber back to where you're supposed to catch the bus to go to the game. There's nobody there. There's one bus left. I walk on and the lady bus driver goes, 
you're the last one. And I said, yeah. She goes, where you been? I said, I told her the story. I said, what are the odds that me and my kid are in the city of Minneapolis on the same night that he needs me, or my wife definitely needed me there to know that he was okay. I had been to Minnesota once in my life. He had never been to Minnesota. And all the millions of days of our lives combined on the, that night, we happened to be there at the same time. And the bus driver goes, that's how God works. And I said, <laughs> that's exactly right. So we get to the Super Bowl. I get out. There is no line for security. There are one dog left. I walk right through the whole thing, get up to the press box, got a, a plate of food. Chancellor had saved me a seat, sat down right at kickoff. <laughs> I beat all the security. Well, that's God's timing for sure, right? <laughs> it was crazy. That's but a heck of a story. We had a good week, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a tough one to beat right there. Yeah, still some good good Super Bowl. Spent Bowls. the night in one ICU. Of the best Super Bowls too. It was. Yeah, it was I mean, Super I think Bowl. we both seen some pretty good ones, right? I mean, I went to the last Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl in Miami. Good stories there, but I won't bore anybody. And then I was at the Tyree Super Bowl too. In '07, the where the Patriots oh, yeah. lost. Yeah, where was that game? It was in Phoenix or Glendale. Glendale, yeah. That was that was probably right when the. Uh, New stadium opened up. It, used it was to be pretty pretty University close to being new stadium. Yeah, I've been a couple. Of, I've been a couple of Super. What's Bowls your favorite? What's the favorite Super Bowl you've been to? Like, just in terms of game wise, football wise, what's your favorite game that you've seen? I think my favorite was uh, Cowboys over Bills. Um, Which time? The second time in Atlanta, <laughs> where they, they were down at halftime or barely up. It was a low scoring game, and they weren't very impressive. And they came out in that third quarter, and Emmitt ran the ball right down there. Right down their throat. And, you, uh, yeah, I would have to go with the Tyree Super Bowl just because I couldn't believe what was happening. I mean, that Giants team every step of the way didn't think they were going to beat the Cowboys, didn't think they were going to beat the Packers, certainly didn't think they were going to beat Tom Brady's undefeated Patriots at the time, and they were this much better than them. That last drive, 17 makes the catch in the end zone, and the Giants spoil the Patriots' perfect season. That's a, that's a tough one to beat. I got one. I was at uh, – Marshawn Lynch didn't get the ball Super Bowl interception. <laughs> 2014. And I just went into the, you know, underneath the stands after the game, there's all these podiums. You don't know who's going where. So I, Jack and I just, let's go to this one. Went to the podium. I was right on the podium. Like, it's right here. So I'm right, I'm the first guy there. Like, me to you right here. Mm -hmm. Pete Carroll walks up to the podium, to that one. So I got the first three questions into Pete Carroll after he made that call and didn't. And my first question was, Coach, you know everybody's going to ask you this. Why didn't you hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch? Answer, well, you know, our offense coordinator, we thought we had a good – my second question, yeah, but why didn't you give the ball to Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> Answer, well, you know, I just told you, we, we uh, you know, second guess, maybe hindsight being 2020 maybe. Third question, yeah, but why didn't you give the ball to Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> sure he wasn't happy the third time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he he was so he had the the fear of God in his eyes. He they knew they had blown that. And and just to see him like I think for the moment it happened, he knew that he was gonna have to answer to that. All right, guys, let's get to this Super Bowl. Um hopefully is one that goes down in the history books. Kansas City side of things. Just talking about them uh in their season a little bit kind of holistically. I think it says a lot about this team that they made it here. Um, this is probably the worst team that they've had out of this dynastic run they've had in the last six seasons. 
there was more questions about them this year than there have been in the last five years. And somehow, some way, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and the guys, they get it done and they're uh, in the Super Bowl more time. What does it say about the three-headed monster here of Travis, of Patrick, and of Andy that once again, they made it here despite all of the question marks all season long? Four-headed monster? Taylor? Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I I think 20 years from now, we're going to look back at Andy Reid as perhaps the greatest coach of all time. If not, he's in the conversation. And for some reason, I don't know if it was because he's the jolly big guy or whatever, that he doesn't kind of get the credit like Landry and Shula and uh, Walsh and all these guys that were absolute legends. But he's really good. And probably one of the best offensive minds ever. And and maybe Mahomes, too, at the end of the day. Who knows how many they win, but – and Kelsey's going to be a top three or four tight end of all time. So yeah, he's, there's, he no, is. there's no question that, that they deserve to be in that mix with the 49ers and the Cowboys of the 90s and the Patriots, and if, especially if they win this one. I think, I think it's big to win three and four years versus going two and two. But if they do win it, I think I think they go down as one of the greats. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of their offense, like I wouldn't put this offense up against any of the previous offenses that they've had over the last half decade. But they're somehow here. But I think the difference between this team and the ones that they've had is that this defense is might this defense might be the best one that they've, that they've had. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that if they win this one, they'll have won three in four years. They've been to five now. I think you can put them as a dynasty after this if they win this one because you can put them with the the Steelers, with the Raiders, with the Cowboys. You can put them with the Patriots, both dynasties that the Patriots had because you can really make two out yeah, of them. I wouldn't put the Raiders too. in there. No, the, I don't know. That's that, fair. That, that's that, fair. Yeah, that, they only won two back in the early I, early eighties. So it's, the, it's, with the, with the, uh, the it's Steelers, 49ers, Patriots. Well, it's Patriots first. Patriots, 49ers, Steelers, Steelers Cowboys. Cowboys is a, a, a tier below that. Packers in the early in the sixties, even before they had the Super Bowl era. Yeah, you can put that's right. the Packers Thir- in thirteen there. championships. If we go back that yeah. far, yes, you thirteen. Can the, you can put the Packers in there. There's yeah. there's really six dynasties. <laughs> Not that I I'm think, keeping track. I think that the the Chiefs, if they there win were this four one, teams in the league, but you know, <laughs> some with the uh, the Cincinnati Red Buttons <laughs> or whoever was playing back then. Wasn't it the the Decatur Cardinals too <laughs> back then? The Meat Packers. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just think stop, it, just stop right there. I think if you win this one, you can be in that dynasty tier, and I think yeah, you that join the Cowboys. You join you join them in that, even if you're not on the same level as the Patriots yet. You're on your way at this point, especially. And I don't when it comes to Andy Reid specifically, I don't understand how Philly gets off running him out of town, even though he's the best coach in Philadelphia history, uh, in Philadelphia Eagles history. That is, you run him out of town. He goes to the Chiefs and instantly starts winning. Gets Alex Smith and brings Alex Smith over from the 49ers. Wins with him. Then you draft Patrick Mahomes. Make the move to ro- go from 27 to 10. Get Patrick Mahomes. And now you're off and running. And ever since uh, Andy Reid has gotten there, he's brought them out of those, you know, Todd Haley, um, Herm Edwards days when when they were the coaches, and just brought them into a whole new a whole new era of Chiefs football, which has made them one of the best teams of all time and but, but probably the next dynasty. Yeah, like I said, man, he, he deserves to go up there with the Shulas and the hundred percent. I don't know I don't know what his total wins are. Two sixty seven. Where does that rank with the all time? I think he's fourth. 
Wow. Yeah, the rap in Philly. He's fourth or fifth. The rap in Philly was he couldn't win the big one, right? And then he goes. He's always going to be Marty Schottenheimer. He's going to be good, but he's not going to be great. Well, he's obviously proven that wrong. Shout out Marty, the best uh, coach to not win a Super Bowl or highest winning coach to not win a Super Bowl, I believe. Um, How do you think, if any? And I know, I think I know your answer already. How do you think, if any, that the Taylor Swift of it all has any effect on what happens on Sunday? None. Zero, right? Yeah. Zero. Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't think so either. Uh, I just figured I'd ask. Uh, as far as San Francisco goes, it kind of, they kind of have a tale of three seasons. They start out hot. They lose three right in the middle, uh, one of them to the Browns, which nobody understands how they lost that game. And then you come back and you start dominating, and then you get trounced by the Ravens. And it's kind of like, who is this team? Are they that dominant team that we all think they are, or are they a paper tiger? And I think as we went through the season, they never answered that question. And now that they've been in the playoffs, they almost got beat by the Packers. And they haven't performed well. And they should have been beat by the Lions. They haven't performed well. So I don't think any... Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Everybody really knows, like, is this team that dominant team? Or is this team the one that we saw against the Ravens, against the Lions in the first half, against the Packers in the first half? I just don't know. Who is this yeah, team? I, I don't know. I mean, it, you're right. There's a lot of unanswered questions, although there's something to be said about finding a way to win ball games, right? Because you're right. I mean, they should have lost to not only Detroit, they should have lost to Green Bay, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Jordan Love was half the quarterback that he was in those four or five weeks prior to that football game, that's a completely different animal. And they're very, very good, though. I mean, they're capable, certainly, especially with an extra week of tightening some things up. I mean, I think everybody thinks Shanahan can coach, which he can. And, you know, they just have to be a little bit better than what they've been. And because the Chiefs' offense isn't – what maybe they have been, I mean, this could be a very, very interesting game, especially late. Yeah, I think I think it's a situation where they don't win a lot of matchups on talent. I mean, they have the Chase Youngs, the Bosa's, the Debo's, and McCaffrey. But, but they also have a lot of positions where they're not going to win their man-on-man matchup, and they can be out-talented. But that said, you saying that Kansas City doesn't have their best offense or maybe their worst offense of their dynastic run, you know, maybe this is a good matchup for him. I don't know. I, I, I think Kansas City's going to roll them. But really? Yeah. I mean, I think Kansas City wins by two touchdowns. But, you know, I could be wrong. The kid has, the Purdy kid has the clutch gene. That's what I was going to say. He ask. just doesn't have the arm talent. He's fast and he's smart. And he, I know people wear the system thing out. Uh, but he does run the system very well. For me, this is the this is the Niners' chance. You have a seeming um, wounded Chiefs team, one that might not be the best that they've been in the past six years. You're they're going to be without Joe Tooney, who is their uh, all pro left guard. This is their chance to have kind of that quarterback on a rookie deal. I think he's only making nine hundred thousand dollars this year as a rookie quarterback. You have all your money all throughout your, the rest of your roster: Fred Warner and, and Chase Youngs and Nick Bosa's and your and uh, Traverius Ward on the defense. And then you go to the offense, and money is just littered throughout with Trent Williams and Debo and Brandon Ayuk and all these guys. 
this is your chance. This is the best roster you're ever going to have, um, especially once you sign Brock Purdy to a $45, $50 million deal. So I think that this is That's the – That's insane. I think that this is the best yeah. – this is the best team that they're going to have, and this is their best chance to win a Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to, but I think that this is their best chance. Um, I don't know. Well, one other question I had on here is: Do you have you seen enough from the quarterback and from the team all season to know if they can come up clutch in this big game? It's going to be a lot harder to pull something together late against this Chiefs defense. I mean, they're not; they're better than. The Lions defense and they're better than the Packers defense. 100%. And so, you know, both of those games were fourth quarter wins for the Niners in this postseason. I don't know that they're going to be able to play from behind like they did in the other two games. I, I keep thinking about not the last possession when uh, Jordan, uh, whatever his name is, Love. Love threw the interception, but the possession before that, when Green Bay had a chance to bury them. And could have easily. And I would just remember thinking on that position, they're going to. He threw the ball behind Jones on the third down. They had to get off the field. But I was thinking that time, I can't believe how bad these 49ers are, like how they fooled everybody all year. So I don't think uh, – I think they can. I think the kid's capable. I think he's clutch. He's shown he's a clutch – he's got a clutch gene because he, he moved him down the field right after that. Mm -hmm. But – I don't think he can do it enough times to outdo Mahomes because I, when Mahomes gets the ball and has to score and go down the field, he's going to do it every single time. And I think San Francisco blinks first. Do you? At what point does experience come into this too? Because Mahomes and so many guys on that roster have Super Bowl experience now. Only a handful of guys were still on the roster from that last Super Bowl they played against each other four years ago. So at what point does does experience when it comes to uh, Andy Reid having all the Super Bowl experience, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all their guys having all of this experience just from last year. And then you go into and see on the complete other side is Brock Purdy, never been in a Super Bowl before. Is the seventh or is the last pick in the draft. Is he going, is this moment going to be too big for him? Does experience play a factor into the Super Bowl this year? Probably, but you know, the, the other side of it is you had to win some damn big ball games to get to this point, right? You know, I mean, is there going to be any more pressure on Brock Purdy? With his stature after he just won two playoff games and got his team there. I mean, it's it's a hard thing to argue, right? I mean, you can argue either way going in. I just don't see him being the guy that the moment's too big. Not uh, not at this point in, the, in his career. And I think, you know, once the national anthem and the smoke clears and all that, after the first couple of possessions, it's a football game. But I do think that, you know, you look at Mahomes and not even in a Super Bowl. Look, when they had 12 seconds to win in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. I mean, those moments do matter, and having those experience calm the nerves because you've been in more stressful situations. Oh. I, I don't know that he's been in as stressful situations. Doug McDermott just got traded. Where to? The Pacers. For who? Second second round, second round pick. FYI, breaking news. Spurs, dude, breaking Spurs gr news. Great for Doug, great for the Pacers. Yeah, I mean, second round pick, you're getting rid of some um, some salary Doug McDermott might go win some games this year and go to a winning team, a team that needs some needs some outside shooting. Um, good for him. I mean, I, I didn't think we were going to get through today without a Doug McDermott trade, and we almost did. We're 14 minutes away from trade deadline being passed. So good for Doug. Good See, for the Spurs. That, that, that reeks of me of of making want them making want Doug wanting to make Doug happy. And, yeah. Um, um, Doug 
maybe even choosing. Because I'm sure getting a second-round pick, there'd probably be a lot of teams. Future second-round pick, too. Offering the Spurs a future second-round pick for Doug McDermott. And, and they probably gave him his pick. That's that's cool of the Spurs, cool cool for Doug. Great guy. I, I make a prediction. Doug McDermott will be back in San Antonio in a Brett Berry-type role. I could see that next year. I don't, I don't know about next year, but at some point, I think he'll work in the Spurs front office. All right, let's get to uh, Super Bowl predictions. So, Chuck, I'll start with you. The spread, to uh, put it out there, is right now Chiefs plus two. It opened at three. It was quickly bet down to like one, and now it's balanced out at two. So Chiefs are two-point underdogs in this game. The over-under is 47 and a half. Who wins and why? Wow, you know, I'm always so good at picking lines and spreads <laughs> and who's going to win. I, I, I'll say this. I think the Chiefs are going to win, and because that spread is so small, I think they cover. But I really would like to see the 49ers break through and win. I'd like to see Shanahan get one. I've obviously would love to see Spencer Burford get a ring, his second year in the league. I mean, what a great kid he is. George Odom you know, works out here during the summer, and his agent Brian Ehrlich is based here. So – for all those reasons, I would love to be wrong on this. It's just hard to bet against Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Taylor Swift mojo at this point. Give me a final score. 31-27. Okay. Don, who wins and why? Kansas City wins. Their defense is great. They win 24 or 28 to 10. Uh. Patrick Mahomes is your MVP. Travis Kelsey does not propose. <laughs> but she gets more than the 28 seconds of the over-under of TV time. Is that the over-under right now? 28, 28 seconds. seconds. 26 is the average that she's been on, I think. Uh, so she, she gets more than 28 seconds. Because especially at the end of the game when they're confetti. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, MVP? Chuck? Mahomes. Chuck? Oh. It has to be Kelsey for all the Taylor Swift references. All right. I will go. So we have a Chiefs in the over. We have a Chiefs in the under. I will go. Sorry. I was just, I just saw the Pacers are trading second round pick in cash to uh, Doug McDermott or for Doug McDermott, but the Spurs are likely to buy out Marcus Morris. Um, I will go Chiefs. I've been waffling with this all week. As soon as the lines came out and stuff, I was like, oh, how can you bet against the Chiefs as an underdog again? Like, how can anybody take the Niners? And the more I've thought about it, which is the curse of these two weeks, you just continue to think and think and think about the Super Bowl. I've waffled between Niners, Chiefs, Niners, Chiefs. I'm going to stick with my original gut feeling, uh, which was Chiefs in the over. Um, I think it's going to be Chiefs 27, Niners 21. I think it's going to be a real, real. I think it's going to come down to the, the kickers, to be honest. I think Joe Moody um, is going to miss a couple of kicks, the rookie kicker for the Niners. He's going to miss a couple, and Harrison Butker's going to make a couple, and that's going to be the difference in this game. Is there's going to be six touchdowns, probably three made field goals, and or uh, two made field goals by the Chiefs, and they're going to win by the skin of their teeth. Brock Purdy is going to throw a pick in the fourth quarter. Put a lot we'll of thought into this, man. Oh. I just six touchdowns, three field goals, two extra point. I'm just two first downs, three thinking, holding calls. I th I'm thinking about it, man. Well, there's that. You know, there's definitely going to be a holding call on Juwan Taylor, the right tackle for the Chiefs. So, uh, I, th I that's all I do is just I just sit at home and think about this stuff. Like, what's going to happen in the game? Um, <laughs> I have nothing. Chuck else. and I need to give you some marital advice. Yes. 
I just did the dishes this morning. So All right. <laughs> before I get you more. earn the right <laughs> to think about Super Bowl Fifty Eight in the way that you are. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's all we got for you today, Chuck. On the way out, give me thirty seconds to a minute on Super Bowl of caring. Super Bowl of caring. Super Bowl of sharing. Number right down there. Two one zero three six six fourteen thirty four. One dollar, folks. One dollar will buy buy seven meals. We're partnering with the food bank all day long. Please, if you have a dollar, please pick up the phone and make the call. I mean, San Antonio always rises to the occasion. We're trying to get $58,000 raised today in honor of a certain event that is going to be occurring <laughs> within the next, I don't know, three, 72. Three <laughs> Sunday. 90 hours, whatever the math is on that. Yes. 5.30 Sunday is some, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I won't. I won't go there because I don't want the gulag at the NFL coming after oh me. We're thinking that we might have anything to do with anything that's going on this By weekend. By the way, we can say it because it's S-O-U-P. Yeah, S-O-U-P-E-R, Super Bowl of Caring. Like we said, the number right down here, if you're watching on YouTube, on the bottom right in the Super. Thank you, yes. Luis, for throwing it Thank in there. Thank you, Luis. You're the best. If not, it's 210-366-1434. Sorry, my eyesight's not that good. I'm trying to read it over there. But anyway, that's all we got for you today on the Thursday edition, the Super Bowl preview edition of the Sneakers Cleats podcast. Some great Doug McDermott breaking news uh, as well. Love having breaking news on the uh, podcast. He went real fast. Update that again. Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris and a second round pick to for, the Spurs for, for D- Doug McDermott. The Spurs are expected to buy out Marcus Morris, so okay. he will not play a game with yeah, the no. Spurs. Um, he that didn't wouldn't make any sense for him to. So he'll be a buyout candidate, and essentially it's Doug McDermott for second round pick. Yeah. But anyway, all right. That's all we got for you today on the Thursday edition of Secrets Cleats Podcast. Remember to download, rate, review, subscribe, give us a five star rating, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Uh, we can't wait to hear how wrong we were on Sunday. So congratulations. We all picked the Chiefs. So congratulations to the 49ers on winning, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. on winning the Super Bowl. We'll see you right back here on Monday. Until then, everybody have a good weekend. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.